Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 111 of the Risk Cheese Radio Podcast, your place for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. As always, I'm Schmidt, and I'm joined by my good buddy. You guys know him. You love him. Mr. Bro Dinky. What's up, bro? How are you? My man, a little strange late week recording this week. Uh, yes. I know you were away on business. We had to kind of coordinate this as we go, as we do sometimes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're on a Friday night recording, which is nice because I I feel nice and rested. I didn't have to work today, so all is well in that regard. Um, you know, we've got a pretty uh, diverse show today. We got a little news. We got some new watches. We've got uh, some predictions. Some interesting things we're going to kick around. So nice to hop back in the saddle. Uh, I guess people will be getting a couple episodes in a shorter period this week, but yeah, they definitely waited for it. So well deserved <laughs> on that. Yes, end. thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, aside Makes from sense. that, uh, just uh, just I, I think I mentioned last time losing a lot of sleep. My little guy keeps getting out of his bed and just running amok in the middle of the night, and I, I mm. think he gets that from me. I'm a, I I was a night owl until I had a second kid, and now I'm not a night owl anymore. But I used to I was the guy I couldn't go to bed before like at least one or two. Oh yeah, and I would still hop yeah. out of bed at you know seven or eight, no big deal. You know, and in college I would go to bed whatever three o'clock, roll to class at eight, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. Grab a coffee at some point. I'm chill. I'll get a nap during the day. You don't have these luxuries, no mo. So, <laughs> <sighs> yes. So true. it just becomes weird. You know, your day shifts a lot. I try. To, I I find myself like I used to wonder when you read about these dudes like Tom Brady who get up at like four in the morning. And you're like, what no. do these people do? And they're like, oh, I get it. Like they get up before everybody and just knock out all that stuff that I wish I could do throughout a day, but you can't. And uh, yeah, but that that's kind of it on my end. What's going on with you? I mean, nothing, nothing, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, getting back, as you said, from a business meeting. It went well. Everything was good. Um, weekend. Uh, we're recording here on Friday. We're a couple days out from the Super Bowl as well. Yep. yep, yep. Um, so we'll be having a little shindig at the, at the house here for that. Uh, but it should be fun. It's uh, good to be recording again. And uh, episode 111, dude, so many. Moving along. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you you have a, an NWA coming. I won't spill the beans on that one, but that's cool. That's going to be an exciting <laughs> Yeah, one. so let's wait until it's in my possession. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I jinx myself, but I'm super excited. That's some hotness. We're gonna get excited you know, for that, folks. That's a good you know, one. It's, uh, it might be something special. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to lead it off with a quick uh, congrats to our friend Nick, who is in Japan right now. Our good buddy Strap Habit. Uh, he was featured on the Standard H podcast. For those who don't know, that's a podcast about uh, apparel, watches, cars, a little bit of everything there. But uh, he he was nice enough to uh, mention uh, myself and and our little effort with the pink straps and everything, because obviously they got into that, which was cool. So uh, a quick shout out to Nick and a congrats to him. Um, yeah, I sent that over to uh, my contact at the charity, and he was he was pretty mm-hmm. hyped about it. He was like, "Oh, this is really great!" And you know, Nick talks about his own uh, battles that he he dealt with with cancer and stuff like that. So my guy's like, "Oh, you know, if you guys wanted to do something for for the men too, you could. You know, we can." And I'm like, "Listen, I've already I beat people over the head one month <laughs> out of the year with it. Yeah, and I really yeah, yeah. I don't feel good about doing it again." But I was joking around. I was like, "Well, you know, I'd have to get I'd have to get." ball watch co involved i would have to reach out to them because oh there, there would be nothing more perfect right if you're going to do something for testicular cancer than having ball watch co right too easy right balls for balls something like that it would it writes itself <laughs> yeah. and the guy i had him i had him rolling he was like he's like you laugh he's like but that's the kind of stuff that raises money i'm like i know i know but, but you know what though he's right <laughs> He's right. He is right. He and is. and the thing is, the thing is too is like how how has nobody connected this? Well, nobody's. I don't think there's that many people as warped as myself. Um, I maybe, you know. but I mean, now that he, now that you've said that, well, I put it. Yeah, I put it out there. So that's for the <laughs> taking. Somebody else could. You know who could do that? Like, I feel like uh, like some of the like micro brands, like Studio Underdog, probably do that. They could, they get away with. You know, they make crazy editions of their watches in limited <laughs> quantities all the time. So they can get away with some kind of a. Uh, they probably you know, like could a, like an onions watch or something. Yeah. You know, something funny like that. Chestnuts, grapes. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's coming. You've already put it on the ether. Yeah. It's coming now. For it's sure. fine. It's fine. Somebody else can run with that. I, again, I feel, I, I, I feel bad mm. enough that people follow me for snarky humor and memes and stuff. And then I, I hit them it's, with that. I, I don't think I could do that twice a year. It's only a matter of time before it comes. Yeah. You've so, already put it out there. It's only yeah. a matter of time now. Yeah. 
Um, other than that, uh, we I guess we've seen uh, watches make another foray into the mainstream. Uh, as strange as it is, we see a lot of celebrities now wearing watches not as watches. I, I think mm. everybody's seen the pictures of Taylor Swift with a, a yes. watch around her neck, which is weird. Thanks for Yana for starting the stupid trend. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen there was a dude who had his braids with an AP around them, a oh bust down AP, which was also kind of weird. But yeah, I guess this is a, a thing now, which is strange because you definitely can't tell the time with a watch on your neck unless you're looking in the mirror, I guess. I mean, <laughs> there's no room for pockets in those dresses for phones. All right, don't I tell mean, me I, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, when you're as rich as Taylor Swift, do you even need to know what time it is? The no, I know. And she didn't have it set. I know it was supposedly set. Her her album's called Midnight, so it was set at midnight. I get it. But it's just uh, it's it's a weird trend to say the least. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Not like it. I don't like it. I just don't like it. No, it's not for me. It, Again, I like to wear watches practically. Day. I use them practically. I, I I will use my watch to tell the time. Daily. I, exactly. I know it's a novel concept, right? To, to use a watch to tell the time. But here we are, 2024, having people trying to use watches as fashion statements and in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. But, you know, I'm not fashionable, and I'm definitely not a fashionista, so here we are. Nor a Swifty, so. De- definitely not a Swifty. <laughs> so, if you are a Swifty and you're listening to this, I'm not sorry. I it's fine. My, my wife's a huge Swifty. I don't, I don't care. Oh, I'm thankful. She loves John mind. Mayer. She loves Taylor Swift. We get into these, you know, quibbles all the time about it. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly glad my wife is not a Swifty. So, thanks, honey. Uh, other than that, uh, Grant Seiko opened a new flagship store. Looks pretty dope in New York City. Might have to go check it out. But Grant Seiko, uh, thanks for the invite on that one, right? Probably your biggest proponent, right? Your your biggest <laughs> supporter out there is me. And I live locally in New York. Mm-hmm. And I see all these nerds that you invite to these things. I'm like, really? I'm like, these people are not. I bet they don't even own these watches. I own your watches. I love your watches. Reach out. Come yep. on. Come on. You know what, though? Let me, just, let me be there for the opening. That's something I would have liked to have been there. You're just not rich. One time. You're just not rich. No, it's a, it it's, just happens. Uh, it just happens when you're not rich. Just, no, it's not even that. It's just, uh, it's, it's you know, I, I don't I don't move their products per se. You know, a lot of the people there were neither dealers. Neither those other guys, dude. Well, well, you have people like like Derek Monty sells their watches and stuff like that. I understand that. I mean, okay, so you got Carrot and Co. Great, you're a dealer. All right, fantastic. Yeah, I saw a few dealers there, and then. But see, you know, but here's your, the thing: as usual... a dealer, I would be pissed that you invited me to your grand opening store party because now you're a retailer in my territory, True. competing on my on well, on the market. I think he's over in Flushing, though, which is pretty I'm, far away from from there. So I Soho I, that they opened the store. I, in? I don't. I think it's. I want to say Madison Avenue. But either way, it's far enough away that like that's an inconvenient hike to go from that area of Queens to Manhattan, like especially during business, like busy times. So yeah. I don't think that'll eat eat into his his profits too much. But uh, I just happen to see him in the pictures. But but um, but yeah, you know, like yeah, that that's one I would have liked to be there. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And I wouldn't have had to borrow a watch to go to it. <laughs> yeah, you would have won yours. Yours. Speaking of, however, they did just drop a few new models. Uh, we are getting a 38 millimeter high beat in uh, two different sort of snowflake-ish dials. They're they're so- semi. They're a little bit like the one I have. They're a little bit mm-hmm, representative mm-hmm. of the cherry blossoms. One is supposed to be like a winter cherry blossom. One's like a spring cherry blossom. There's a, a pinkish style and a greenish style. I honestly really like the green. To be honest, it's a it's a funny pattern, but it's it's an interesting shade of green and it's like something that I don't think you're going to get in a lot of other. It's a pastel green dials. Yeah. It's a pastel green, but it's, it's, you know, you get that, that kind of sexy texturing and stuff. I I do like it a lot. And and now that they're giving it to you in 38 millimeters, I think it's a nice package. Their watches are not getting any cheaper though. I think this is like seven grand, which is ridiculous. And I just, it makes me sad because even the one I bought, I was like not stoked about the price, even though I got a discount on it, but Man, watch prices. Yeah, bro. Damn. <laughs> they're they're high. Yeah, it's uh seven thousand nine hundred euros. So you can yeah, imagine what that so is. It's like uh, USD. Five hundred or something. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, that's disappointing. But that is the uh, the SBGH three forty one and three forty three. If you were counting along at home, the pink one is nice, though. I will say that it is nice. Um, there, I mean, both of these are nice. It's a thirty eight millimeter, which I think is going to you know appeal to a lot of small wristed watch enthusiasts. They're high beats, so people are going to like them. Um, it's it's an overall nice watch. I mean, to me, I think it sits a little proud in the photos. Like it sits a little high. Um, based it does on look the, like that the wrist shots that I've seen um, posted. And of course it still has grand Seiko's, you know, notoriously bad clasp. But if you can overlook that um, and you're willing to give it a shot, I think the colorway looks awesome. I think the overall styling is awesome. Just be mindful that it could be a tad thick comparatively. Um, and, you know, again, the clasp, but I don't think those are deal breakers for most, for most people. So, They've also put out a Ginza dial in the 41 millimeter uh, reference, similar to the one I have. Now, mm -hmm. I thought this looked kind of lame on screen. Like I said, Nick is over in Japan. He sent me a photo of it live. It actually looks pretty dope. Um, if you haven't seen it, it almost looks like somebody made like a glass mosaic dial. It's supposed to be representative of an overhead shot of the Ginza district of Japan. Mm. Um I, I not really in love with the concept, but I think it's a cool looking watch now that I've seen it. Again, I, I think in pictures so, it's kind of so iffy, this, but it it looks really cool in person. So this is a a trend that Grand Seiko has done before, right? So I it's mean, I think Seiko in general. They've done tributes like this in the Presage line and mm -hmm. I think in the newer There's like, another GS in it. Alpinist line as well. Um, but there's also a full fledged GS version. Um, it was like a like a like a Tiffany pink dial with the Ginza mapping, I guess, if you will. Similar to this one, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other one. ones look more like a, almost like a an overhead shot of a pyramid. This yes, the, this yes. one, yeah. So they they kind of do this with different districts, like to pay homage to the different areas of uh, certain parts of. I don't know if it's Tokyo or Kyoto or japan overall but yeah. they, they so, sort of just so do the, this this yeah geographical stuff again i'm not i'm not head over heels about it but i think it can produce some interesting combinations at times um, yeah i mean i i, I don't again though expensive uh, I'll, I'll say i'll <laughs> say this i'll say this i don't hate it um i could do without knowing the tie-in because it's really irrelevant to me but i just think the dial looks cool it like when you first described it to me when I was looking it up, you said it's like mosaic glass, you know, or like a, like a stained glass window. That's immediately what I thought of. It just has this cool kind of like, even though it's, um, um, even though the lines appear to be basically straight, like I, I saw in the previous version, they're more angled to kind of match the, the overall top down shot from some yeah, of the city yes. streets and stuff like that. This like, it's looks like it's all parallel lines. Um, but the different shades and texture of the blue is what comes through here to to represent the city, and it almost looks like the lines are crooked that way. Yeah. Maybe it's just my eyes, but no, overall, I agree with that. I think it looks cool. Uh, now, here's an interesting tidbit, right? So you're getting a high beat here as well. It's a limited edition, 530 pieces. This is 4860 euro, significantly less than the other one. Weird. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And this one's bigger? It's a 40 millimeter. Ah, they're slapping the pink tax on it. I guess, yeah. I get <laughs> like, the, the like, oh, you want the you want the midsize small watch? Mm, that's so that's interesting. another $3,000. I'm sorry. It's so weird. That doesn't make any sense at all. Does not make any sense at all. And it's essentially the same watch. Am I wrong? I mean, certainly similar. <laughs> I mean, maybe the case is slightly different. Well, I, I also do have to check. I don't know if this is a steel watch or a titanium watch, which might make a little bit of a difference, but still, that's a significant difference. I mean, we're going to talk about a titanium watch in a minute that there's barely any difference. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> which is also absurd. <laughs> that is absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. But yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe this is a bargain. Maybe. 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 All right. What's, we'll move, what's next? Move it along. We'll... Uh, circle back to this one when we we find out more 
Um, let's go to the Piaget Polo 79, which was all over my feed of late, which is weird because a $73,000 watch, uh, you know, not exactly the most accessible piece on planet Earth. Wait, no? <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. Okay, all right. I mean, not for nothing. It is completely solid gold. It is yeah, 100% 100% on brand for the integrated folks out there. Yep. Um, I think it's handsome. I think it's a neat watch. Again, 73,000 a lot. But at least you're getting a, an in-house micro-rotored movement. That is so true. There is that. It does it's have some like fancy a- bells and whistles. It is 7.35 millimeters thick, which is pretty insane. sexy. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I mean, they do thin. Let's face it. Piaget does thin well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this is this is literally crafted out of solid gold. So you yep. can imagine that. Yep. Um, not a watch for me in terms of styling. Uh, I'm not really big on like the 70s-ish like gold nugget, gold bar type mm-hmm. aesthetic. Um, but I can appreciate it because I can see some of the photos of the craftsmanship that went into making this piece. Uh, it's pretty remarkable what they were able to achieve. Um, I think it's cool that they brought it back because this was a pretty iconic Piaget model from many, many, many years ago. And it seems to kind of be on trend for a lot of brands right now to, to kind of do this. Um, but yeah, just, I don't have $73,000 us, so I'm definitely not going to go out and buy this watch, but I can appreciate it. I think it's cool. If you got that kind of coin and you got that kind of empty hole in your collection, why the hell not? Yeah, and I think I, I'm a big fan of that 70s era look. And I also think that I like this because it reads a little bit. Um, it just gives me a little bit of old Constellation, which I, I love. I could see constellations. that. I could even, see that. Even the ones up to the 80s and, and 90s. I, I like those too. I like the old pie pans. Like I, I get a little bit of that vibe to it. And mm-hmm, I think that's what mm-hmm. I like about it so much. But I, I again, it's, a, it's kind of a technical marvel, which is cool. But man that's a lot of money <laughs> but i mean i'll say this though man like right now right now those those early 80s 90s constellations i think i think we're in the sweet spot before they really start taking off again i pick- said that on oh god it must have been must have been like 2020 2021 i did a an instagram live with someone from carolina watch club uh bearded southern gentleman if you know him. Okay. and he asked me kind of like where where I thought like the new dude like the hotness was like as far as yeah. like what I was looking at and that was what I said. I said those I, I'm partial to the pie pan era yeah. constellations. Yeah. Like those are so awesome for me. And just those in precious metals get me every time. They have all kinds of different dial variations. They look great, great size. They they still run amazing. I know people who have them. Uh and I said that then, and I, I, they've gone up a little bit since then. But I think, you know, going forward, as less and less will be available because they're not obviously making anymore, that mm-hmm. may just continue to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, if you're in the market, man, some of these like these constellations. Well, they're on everybody's list. I talk to somewhere like they're they might not be their first choice right now or first priority. But everybody I talk to is like, yeah, you know, I've always been, I've been meaning to pick up a Connie, you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, don't, don't wait, don't wait too long. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the other day I was looking at like a, you know, like a nineties, you know, automatic constellation from, you know, Omega and just, it was like 1200 bucks. Like it's, it's almost like a drunk eBay purchase. Yeah. It's almost know? a why not. It's close. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like, ah, it's like this or new Oris. Like <laughs> let's go at full send. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, you know, you could just, just enough, maybe get away with it, but they're on eBay. They're on Chrono. I mean, like there's some old stuff floating out there that just like nobody wants. And it would be kind of cool to have one of those. Like I know, uh, RJ from Fratello has kind of like that nineties constellation things like the constellation two or whatever they called it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just, it's slim. It's super like comfortable. It's like in that 36 millimeter range and i don't know man there's something about it i don't know what it is but there is something about it yeah, so certainly we'll see yeah all right let's go to somebody who keeps cranking out the hits here in 24 zenith is putting out another chronomaster this time in titanium yes 
this one is pretty monochromatic. A lot of grays, a lot of silvers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Looks good. Mm-hmm. It's got a little tinge of red in there. Yeah. Uh, very, I would say masculine. Right? Kind of gives mm-hmm, me like a mm-hmm, T-1000 mm-hmm. vibe. <laughs> yeah, a little Terminator yeah, vibe. Yeah. Uh, but you can get this one on rubber or bracelet. We know the bracelets are awesome. And this one is in titanium, so it's going to be... I, re- I already thought these were pretty nicely balanced and light watches. This is going to be like ultra light. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. And this is what I, I was talking about before, though. The bracelet edition of this watch is 11.8. Rubber yeah. strap is 11.3. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how the regular Chrono Master is like 11. Yeah. That's a that's surprise the, to me. That's the that's the crazy thing. So the, so the regular Chrono Master Sport in white dial with the black ceramic bezel is 11,000. The brand new one that they came out with in green is 11,300. So for $800 more, you can buy a full titanium version. It makes zero sense to me. Yeah. At all. So either the titanium is priced too low or the steel is priced way too high. Yeah, there's definitely an interesting dynamic there. I mean, 800 bucks is not much. I mean, we already know we love this watch. You and I have talked about the Colonel Master Sport for a while. It's not a watch I would go buy, but I, again, I have a lot of respect for it. I think it looks phenomenal. And to have this at titanium at under $12,000 is an incredible proposition. But it just it's kind of interesting that you get the steel version for $800 less. That just tells me that realistically, that CM Sport should really be like eight or nine grand. There's definitely a, there's something at play. It does, just doesn't make yeah. sense. Doesn't doesn't add up. No, it doesn't add up at all, man. At all. Regardless, I think these are cool watches. I think they're very handsomely put together. They're they're pretty aggressive. I I feel like if I was a a big motor enthusiast or car head, whatever you call it, yourselves out there, I feel like this would be a watch that I would want to pick up. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's neat, and I've always I've always wanted a an El Primero, but again, yeah, pretty expensive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just but uh, very but no, but they're they're awesome. I mean, if I like, it was one of those things. Like, if I had an unlimited budget, I would still probably have some kind of an El Primero yeah. in my collection. It's an icon, just, man. How dope. could you yeah. not? Yeah. So pretty, pretty awesome. Um, let's go to a sneaky drop. Omega put out some Planet Oceans in mm-hmm. some, I guess we'd call it a, a military vibe, a safari vibe. I don't know what you want to call it, but it, there's a gray version, a beige version, and sort of a grayish and greenish version. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Boutique only, which kind of sucks. Yeah, that was the one thing that surprised me. Because yeah, as me far too. as I know, man, Omega doesn't really do boutique exclusive or boutique only, but it's certainly clearly listed on the website as such. Um yeah, give us uh, the uh, skinny here. You know better than me. <laughs> I mean, I from what I can read in the description that they feature on the website, it looks like it's your regular run-of-the-mill 8900 Planet Ocean, which we've known and loved for a while now. Um, the difference, I think, is going to be in the finishing here. Because as far as I can tell, these are full matte finish cases. Yeah. So there, it looks like there's no polished surfaces at all. Right even, even even the bezel looks like, looks like it's brushed ceramic. Um, I know you're getting a brushed dial, at least on the green one. Yeah, you're getting a vertical brush dial. It's kind of all of the Railmaster almost, yeah. if you remember that. Um, but the two other colorways are are cool. I think my favorite is the green, uh, or I'm sorry, the 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 gray, the dark gray. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I don't know, man. There's something about it. It kind of gives me that same vibe as like this military 300 meter diver that watches an, of espionage keeps posting. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. It, but like it's kind of like that had in the planet ocean had a baby and that's kind of what i imagine this to be it, i don't know it just looks very tactical to me it looks very it's a, like it's a little bit like if there was a planet ocean no time to die yeah yeah i mean it's exactly. not as intense on the patina or anything but it's, it's no you can there. you can tell that the you can tell that the patina is it's definitely there it's, but i, it's I don't there think it's but it's intense. not like yeah. a radium or it's like a very beige color you know, like yep. just off white enough, like an eggshell almost. It looks yep. like, um, but I like them as far as I know, they only come on strap, but you have basically six models in total. You have the time only and date in the 43.5, but you also have the same color variations 
also in Chrono. Chrono, yeah, so I saw those as well. So yep. six in total. That's cool. Yeah, I like the gray too. But again, I, I don't think I would want these on a bracelet. I know some people are bracelet heads and they demand bracelets. But I think if I'm going to get something with this color scheme and sort of this theme of a watch, I, I kind of think it belongs on on a NATO. I mean, right, it, a nylon strap. Don't don't yeah, sue I, me. I I, I, <laughs> I agree with you, man. It's like they uh, as soon as you scroll down the web page, like they're already they're already prominently featured on yeah, the NATO as they should. You know so it's kind of like, yeah, this is kind of a NATO NATO watch for sure. But uh, no, I like them. I think they're cool. I'm excited to see one when they start hitting uh, the local boutiques. Price point seems to be in line with the with the rest of the PO collections, so that's cool. The other difference, though, um, you get the little seahorse on the case back. So for I did see little, that, yeah, yeah. So for all the haters out there, they're like, do we need to bring back the seahorse? Like it's there, it's still an exhibition case back, but uh, you get the seahorse. Uh, embedded in the crystal or underneath the crystal or something who knows how they're doing it but i like it man it is nice to see that they didn't bump the price up just because new because that seems to happen a lot (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) right because i could see that i could see that the only one that is different in price point is the beige just to put that out there so the regular versions of the planet ocean on steel are 7100 these new versions are 7100 on the rubber strap. So I guess if you added the bracelet from the other one and you took it off for the rubber strap, even though they're at the same price, you're technically getting less. So maybe there's the concession. But the beige one is 7500 And I think the reasoning is, is when I was reading the description on this one, it said the bezel was made of silicon nitride. Okay. Which, um, if you guys remember, that was the same material that they used for the dark gray Planet Ocean that came out last year. So I'm wondering if it's maybe more cost associated with that development for that part. I don't know, but there you go. So just for the sake of being correct. All right. There it is. I've got a couple more here that we can get into some topic stuff, but this is going to help sort of bleed into that. Um, (laughs) Breitling has enlisted Victoria Beckham to put out some chrono mats. Yes, chrono mats. Uh, in the 36 mil variety and now a 36 mil chronomat is i mean it's it's not exclusively a ladies watch it's like a ladies I think, watch uh, but i no, this is certainly a ladies watch but i'm saying you could <laughs> if you didn't slap that on there i don't see this being much different from like a black bay 36 i mean like the blue I, I, version I, look some of these teal versions and the the sort of brownish pinkish version i could see but if i'm looking at the the blue one i, I don't see that as much different from if you're going to put out like the tudor mid-sized black bays um yeah i just i just know having tried these on personally like the 36 trying it on because ever since i you know you and i've been doing this podcast like i'm I'm much more open to much smaller case sizes because you're like dude check out the 36 check out this size so like i go and see them well yeah and it's definitely watch to watch like it's it's certain ones you're like oh they totally pull it off and other ones you're like this is a little dainty or like this just doesn't work or it's too thick or yeah this one this one to me felt a little bit too dainty just because of the way the bracelet tapers ever so uh so aggressive aggressively on the on the real bracelet but i like that bracelet i want it to work i know so <laughs> i know i know i just i don't know and again i don't i don't know who this is for you know i've talked about brightling for for yeah many we don't know what they're doing now I, do, I i what are they doing and this is just strange all right it's, it's first of all i i don't really see i don't see how you get from brightling to victoria beckham number one Right. I, I mean, they just picked up, they pick up Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Yeah. Massive Hulk of a basketball player who, by the way, wears a 40 millimeter, which is hysterical um, because, you know, all those bros out there that can't, can't wear below 44, right? Yeah. But this guy's 6'11 and built like a brick shit house and wears a 40 millimeter. But anyway, um, I don't see how he got to Victoria Beckham. I, I don't see how, I don't know. This, these are, just weird watches to slap her on. I mean, they put like a little VB counterweight on the second hand. Yeah, I mean, it just. Uh, I mean, I, mean I, I guess they're. I guess they're just trying to get a new demographic in the door here. But bro, I mean, like, but like, don't they have? I feel like they already have female ambassadors that are like pretty decent. No. Yes, they got what's her face, um, Charlize Theron. Yeah, I, I thought they had Charlize. Yeah, you know, it's like. She's part of the actor squad, yeah. According right, to with uh, Adam uh, Driver and whoever yeah. else. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. Actually, know if he's still around or not. But look, man, it's just it, it's it's a weird it's a weird get for me. I mean, it's funny because their husband used to be a Brightling ambassador, and then he he nixed them for Tudor. Um, I'm sorry, no, no, not him. Um, I always get him and Brad Pitt confused. Okay, I mean they were popular in the same era. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah. They were both like the dream disregard what I said. Disregard what I said. But <laughs> regardless, that. it just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like a so, super random. She's not an ambassador. Like, is this going to be that she is an ambassador in her, ambassador now? Like, I don't understand. Not to mention, you can't forget we got we, you know we we forgot to mention the Chronomat B O one forty two Super Bowl edition. Oh, I, totally, I had that on my list for later, it's but yeah, totally yeah, why not, not going to date itself. But why not? Oh my god. Yeah, I don't. I just I don't know, man. They're 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 in such a weird way, and everyone's like, "Yeah, you know, George Kern's been really doing it well." I'm like, has he though? It was weird because when he got in the door, we got those kind of colorful navitimers and stuff, and I was like, "Okay, all right, what are we doing here? This is cool." All right, and he's flying the plane, and everybody. It was it was right when Watches and Wonders <laughs> came back. Yeah, I remember and it was that. like there was a little buzz buzz in the air, you know. And I, I don't know, they're in a weird spot. Yeah. It's uh, they are they are in a weird spot, and I'm actually looking at their website now on their like watch finder or whatever, you know, you know, watch guy that they have here. There's a lot of watches that I haven't even seen them being featured. I like, do come across some once in a while, and I'm like, okay. Uh, it's like there's like a ice blue GMT that they have on a rubber strap now. There's a, a few of them called the South Seas that look like they're like the 36s, but they're like female oriented. I, dude, I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's it's weird. It's weird. Okay. I don't know. Just a weird get for me overall. Yeah. And last but not least on the new stuff, uh, Timex is once again giving us a collaboration with Sekhan Sekhan. This time in a strange attack on Valentine's Day. Uh I guess for all the single folks out there, you can get a, a cue in either gold tone or silver tone with a bunch of patina on it and a black bezel. And the idea is that uh, they've rearranged the letters to spell out my X and with an L for loser. And your X is a loser. And that's what the, the secondhand novelty in the middle is. The L shape thumb and forefinger, like Smash Mouth said. Um, <laughs> yeah. And okay i don't know <laughs> that's that's real it quick, real quick though i was right david beckham was with brightling before oh was he you looked it up yes, I, I don't I did. Remember i was that, like this is I, this is eating my brain but this is long you're time usually ago. pretty accurate so i believe you when you say things like that but <laughs> this, this is long time ago this is when like the trans ocean came out and like uh, okay. this is All this right. is like the brightling john travolta days like the okay you know, every, yeah, yeah exactly exactly okay i just had to google it i was like I no i'm not thinking i'm crazy okay Continue. No, it's just uh, it's, a, it's an interesting novelty thing. Um, funny because I made a kind of a a joke in one of my my captions at one point about uh, a a potential Christmas collab between Timex and him, where he would make a Bah Humbug watch, and instead we've got this one, sort of taking a run at Valentine's Day, which is one day of the year. So I don't know how how many other days out of the year you're going to wear this, but. I don't really know and, what to say about and it. And it's <laughs> only applicable, I guess, if you are not in a committed relationship. But it seems to be that that's the trend these days. But uh, interesting. Interesting. I, I, you know, aesthetics aside, I don't hate it. But, like, practicality aside, like, W2F, WTF. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why would I have to buy this? I don't get it. I don't understand it. I mean, it's kind of, you know, creatively cool, but almost like it's like too austere now where it's like not cool. You know what I mean? And it was funny that you and I were talking about this off air. You're almost like, it's almost like they signed a giant contract with Sikon Sikon, but like he has to commit to like 20 watches. And we're just running out of ideas. And just going to keep point. running them out there. <laughs> yeah, we're just running out of ideas at this point. Uh, that that's the only thing I can think of at this point. Like, why? You have one of the coolest like creative directors 
within your mitts because you're designing watches about this dude, you know? And then, you know, you're partnering with external creatives to to make your watches. I, di I don't get it. It was, like, cool, like, the first few times, and, like, now it's just sad. Yeah, I uh, I, I made a, a post today with my, my own renditions in it, and... <laughs> yeah, those are actually pretty funny, though. <laughs> Bro, the Arby's roast beef, come on. I know. <laughs> if that doesn't get you, like... I mean, I saw it, I saw it, I was like, my wife would think this is hilarious, because my wife loves Arby's roast beef for whatever reason. Uh, and the one that below that is just a second hand of a hoe. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like this makes sense. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun with it. But if somebody in the comments section literally said, "What's the emoji for done to death?" Like I've had enough, and I'm like, mm, I, yeah. "Fair, I guess you know." Fair, fair criticism. That's when, that's when you need. When, that's when you know you need to stop. Yeah. So stop! You're killing him. He's already, <laughs> He's already dead. dead. He's already <laughs> But so this was led me to something that I was talking to you about beforehand, where I just feel like watch brands in general, and this is just an observation and, and we're sort of just kicking it around where I don't know if it's, you know, I try to go to the source on this one where I'm trying to figure out maybe watches were so hot during COVID era when everybody was locked inside and stuff. And now they have to sort of keep up that like they like it's impossible they're, they're not going to keep that momentum you know because people yeah. are now they can travel again they can put their expenses somewhere else they're not in their house all the time so now you have to try to figure out how to parlay that and and stay hot and keep selling and all that other stuff and yeah these brands i don't know if they're just coming up with these gimmicks to try to do that like just seeing what sticks but we're just getting a lot of of that i mean just in the last two alone the victoria beckham thing like look i don't know what i don't know what what deal with the devil the Beckham signed, but like they both of their careers are 30 years ago. What have they been yeah. doing? Like they're just hanging yeah. out and people are just like, hey, do you do you do you want some some money to to wear our stuff and and we'll give you a collection and you know you'll be in the news I mean, every day. Like like I used to, there used to be a radio station here in New York, very popular one, before podcasts like took over and I could just listen to whatever I want every day. I had to listen to the radio. And like mm -hmm. every day like the celeb gossip would start off with David Beckham and we're like, dude, David Beckham has not played in 20 years. Like I don't need to know what he's doing. He, he's just walking around as like a, a handsome guy. Good for him, but like he's not doing anything. Hey man, he had a Netflix special, like right? are, like a, a, a like the Spice Girls running around still. I don't know. Like they both had a weird movie. He had Bendit like Beckham. She had Spice World, but like again, they both had a weird movie. You're right. You're right. <laughs> again, mad long ago. Yeah, what's good? Was. Like what? I don't. I don't know. Maybe I just don't care about them. But like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> No, man, you're absolutely right. And it's like it's like that person that just like it you know honestly what it reminds me of? It's like uh, uh Meghan Markle and uh and uh whatever her husband's name. Um, Harry. I think his name is Harry. It's Harry, right? Um like they just they just don't know how to go away. Like they nobody, just walk around and because they walk around they're famous. It's like it's like nobody nobody likes you, nobody wants to hear about you, nobody gives a crap. Like we just go away. You know? It's like no you're not relevant anymore. And it's just like it's a continual push to just be relevant. But they're still they're still doing it. Like, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge David Beckham fan. Didn't grow up watching him play soccer, didn't really care about soccer. Um, but I did watch the Netflix special. That was kind of cool. Some memes came out of that and that was kind of cool, but it was kind of a cool to see like his dedication to the sport and all that stuff. So, okay, cool. You're relevant potentially. What has your wife done? She was a pop star like 30 years ago. Nothing since. Is she a brand? She's, she's married to David Beckham. That's it. <laughs> I guess. She bagged the Playboy, like. <laughs> but no, I think you're certainly right that uh, in some in some aspects that a lot of these brands are trying to vie for positioning because I think that they don't know what the, what the consumer's mindset is right now. I agree. Like it's just like like you said, you know, we're going to take all these different ideas, we're going to throw them at the wall, and we're going to see what sticks. You know, and like even now, it's like. I don't know if like we're headed for like 
the good stuff that's happening within the watch world or like we're on the cusp of just like bad stuff happening i like i almost feel like this is the equivalent of like the 2000s crash of watches <laughs> you know what i mean like where everything is just like these crazy overinflated designs everyone hates everything because it's just like we're going to try to cram high urology in the most disgusting 90s abominations possible and then try to sell it and everyone's like it's just this doesn't isn't it fam like it's not the thing um well something weird i've noticed also and that makes me kind of think what you're talking about might be right is that we're people are starting to get a little bit of what they want and that worries me what do you because mean because if if brands are going to start listening to people saying oh this should be smaller this needs that and they're we want gmts and like they're doing it like that makes me think they're like crap we got to move some products well, I mean, I'll be t I'll be honest with you, man, and and I and I only know this because I have a lot of insiders within the within the community, within the industry, you know, that that directly work with these brands. A lot of brands are struggling, dude. It may not appear that way on social media. I mean, it only or, makes sense given who's got money to throw around on watches right now. Well, it, it's it's not even that. It's just like the marketing thing, like Richemont, not doing so hot. I know that. Breitling, I've heard, is also not doing so hot. You know, these are things, and 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 I know this, and I'm not going to say any specificity things because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, but I know that they're doing a lot of stuff for salespeople as a way to incentivize them to move product. Okay, I know that because I have friends in the industry that have communicated that to me. The same thing with Richemont; they're throwing a lot of things at them to make them do this. And the other thing is with Richemont right now being object ob objective is they've made a massive push to opening up their own corporate run boutiques and they're closing a lot of retailers that they have partnered with for many 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 years that have really helped to build their business and i think as a result of that they're hurting i mean look at iwc man they just lost lewis hamilton i did see that that's okay rough. and it's not it's not public per se because i think still technically he is an ambassador but the connection between lewis hamilton and iwc was patronus team which he is no yeah, longer a no part longer of. with mercedes yep he's with ferrari now so does that mean he's going to start wearing rm i don't know but your biggest potential marketing person yep has since departed the racing team that you were directly affiliated with that brought you into the f1 world and that made you culturally relevant because he won so many titles for mercedes what's that going to happen now what's that going to be now you know so i think a lot of these brands are, are really trying to hammer out what's going to keep them alive what the consumer wants and i think the you know this might be a bigger, bigger problem that's worth investigating. But I think a lot of these brands are are really scared because they don't understand um, the Gen Z clients. You know, for many years, you know, they were focusing on different types of people, and and uh, I've heard that like a lot of these stores are not doing well with like young, young, young clients. They don't know how to attract them, and I've always said jokingly that like Gen Z doesn't even understand themselves you know so how can a major brand market to them i mean i don't know if you caught this and this is not necessarily watch related did you know that tiffany and company did a pokemon jewelry line i did not it's hideous like we're talking like golden pikachu pendant necklaces with like diamond eyes and stuff it was insane completely ridiculous this happened over the holiday season it was ridiculous but they're trying to market it to gen z i'm like okay maybe some gen z people are going to buy this but who's really going to go out there and buy a solid gold pokemon necklace from tiffany this seems like something the paul brothers would wear and that's that's it <laughs> but 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 again it's like you're able to attract a very certain very very specific demographic Right, you're either gonna have the the people who are gonna hate buy this because it's gonna be a one off, and in 30 years it might be actually worth some money because it was just a small blip in time, or 
you're going to have the people that are can be like, ah, that's so cool for the clicks and everything on social media, but it would never actually buy it. You know, and, and I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But these brands, it seems like every turn they're bending over backwards for these younger demographics of consumers and they have no idea they're losing their identity. What made Tiffany successful is because they were able to stay true to their roots for so many years, decades and decades and decades and decades that they became an icon. When you start making Pokemon ball, blue Tiffany boxes and things like that, then you're losing your grip of reality. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, listen, when you when you think about the most successful brands on earth, they're often de described as Tiffany brands because yeah. that's the caliber of who we're talking about here, but it's yeah. it's incremental crazy. changes. It's incremental crazy to changes see, to see companies like that struggle. And, but and I also again, think that that means nobody's invincible, you know. 100%. 100% nobody's invincible. And that's why these companies are freaking out. Because they don't know the next generation. They don't know how to appeal to them. Because as I jokingly said, it's like Gen Z doesn't even know what they want. They want everything and nothing all at the same time. They want companies to bend over backwards for them when it comes to sustainability and ecological consciousness and all of these things that are applicable to them and what their mindset or what the what their what their eye sees is, is important. And that's great. Nothing wrong with that. But it's almost as if they're forcing these companies to to attract themselves to these things. And as soon as these companies pivot, they're like, Yeah, well, we didn't really care about that long term. I still want my eight dollar Starbucks. Yeah. And it's just like now these companies are like, Well, we just changed our entire marketing structure for the next six months to appeal to you. And now you're telling us that that doesn't make sense. That it's not it's not relevant anymore. And they're like, Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, exactly what I'm look, saying. Look, I don't know. I don't know if you heard. McDonald's is coming out with their own like Starbucks esque store. It's called you talking Co to, Cosmics. It's oh called. yeah, the Cosmics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're getting we're getting one where I live. So I'll let you know how it is. That's that's their Gen Z pivot, basically. Yeah, it's trying to be healthier, trying to give it a funky, you know, cosmic -y themed vibe to it. I'm like, okay, like why? Like a Big Mac's still a Big Mac, dude. Yeah. Well, they're not. I think I don't even think they're selling that stuff there. I think they they do have a menu, but I think it's like it's a, a menu, but it's like uh, a, a it's, crunchy menu. <laughs> it's it's designed to be like more specific, you know. Like it's like uh, it's not the whole. McDonald's no, no, menu. totally. That's that. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's an interesting move on their part. I mean, I, they, they are literally just trying to take Starbucks market share because they're like, listen, if people are still buying seven dollar frappuccinos in this economy, we need we need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so according to their website, um, they're going to have a creamy avocado tomatillo sandwich, spicy queso sandwich, McPops, pretzel bites, hash browns, twist cone, caramel fudge brownie cookies, caramel fudge sundae. From the McDonald's universe, they have an M&M's McFlurry that the machine will always be broken in yep. and an egg uh, McMuffin sandwich. But uh, in addition to that, they have, you know, drinks. Churro frappes, s'mores cold brew, sour cherry, energy burst, tropical spice aids. So it's almost like Sonic and Starbucks had a love yeah, child. Yeah, that's exactly kinda, what it is. kind of what I'm thinking here. Yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm excited to, that we're getting one where I live. I, I will go at some yeah, point. Yeah, give us a review when, uh, when that kicks off. <laughs> but it's just like, I had to drive on the other side of the world to go to it. So I'm kind of like, ah, it's a little bit irrelevant at this point. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But I, I, do, I just think overall, I think that brands are struggling to understand their next demographic of buyers. They focus so many, so long and for so many years on people that made sense in how they shop. And I don't think that these younger millennial and really focusing on Gen Z, that that makes sense to a lot of companies. And so they're trying to get onto these collaborations, these fashiony trends, these one hit wonder type situations. And like you said, it's just like every single thing that they come out with, it doesn't quite make sense. And therefore I think misses the mark, but like one person on the internet might think it's cool kind of thing, you know?
yeah i just think like when we got a 37 millimeter black bay i was like whoa like that's different yeah somebody complained enough on the internet to force a company to make a 37 millimeter watch you know i mean i see and i see these i think everybody sees these but a lot of companies will offer up like weird sustainability stuff like yeah oh you buy one of our watches it's going to feed x amount of kids or plant trees or help uh restore certain animals to the ecosystem i'm like all right is anybody verifying this no <laughs> no they're not i mean i like to think it's happening but yeah i mean me too i mean uh, you could you could even say that omega was doing something similar too with the um the box moon swatch collection right you saw that right they're doing uh, the yes. auction yeah with sotheby's i think with Sotheby's, yeah, it's going to Orbis, but that's you know Orbis and Omega are like long-standing partnerships. Like it's we're talking since 2012 or something like that. Yeah, so not just like a normal thing, but yeah, I mean like Moon Swatches at the Omega Boutique that you can like bid on through Sotheby's and whatever they auction it for the highest price goes to charity to Orbis, and they're doing this in like I think seven or eight different locations around the world, um, but it's all the funky moon versions that we saw last year in one box set i'm like okay that's that's new <laughs> never in a million years did i think that omega would be auctioning off moon sw like swatches but showing them on display in their omega boutique you know what i mean like it's kind of a funky idea but i think that's kind of getting to the heart of what you're speaking to it's like they're just like i throw something at the wall man well, that's why I was even surprised that it seems like they're willing to offer up Snoopy to the Moonswatch. I never thought it would get there. You know, I was, I thought that might have yeah. been a bridge too far, and I guess it's not. I mean, at this point, man. I mean, the Moonswatch was an excellent thing that they threw at the wall, and it's like that was a Gen Z home run to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was. 100% it was. But I mean, but I see I see these kind of changes like all over the place. And I'm like, I, I'm just wondering, I'm like, is this their attempt to either just ruffle feathers or get people in the door, or just try to make enough of a a stink, right? Like Rolex making a 40 millimeter Explorer. Yeah. Was that necessary? I don't know. I think they're just right, trying to right make after they waves. Discontinued like, just the, like, well, you know, just keep be like, well, better buy this one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right after they discontinued the 39 millimeter version. So they literally increased it by one millimeter. Fantastic. You know, we've seen the RLX Titanium now. We've seen an exhibition case back on a Rolex. I never thought I'd see it. Yeah. Why? I don't You're know. right. You're right. You're right. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know why that needs to exist. I feel it, like it, I feel like it's weird that it does. Like, I mean, yeah, you could throw that onto a Rolex, but why? Well, it's not well, your just, thing. Just it's not wait. your thing. Just wait until Rolex unveils whatever new Milgauss they got cooking in the kitchen. It's going to well, happen. Was, that was my next thing I was going to ask. If you have any watches and wonders predictions. I mean, it's hard to say definitively because I just like I I'm so uninspired for this watches and wonders to be honest with you, and I haven't really given it much thought. Um, but I think at some point, and it could be this year or maybe it's next year, because typical Rolex fashion, they give you things when when you least want them or when you don't know that they're even coming. Yeah, they give it to you. Um, perfect example is the RLX Titanium. Yeah. Like we saw that prototyped version, you know, two or three years ago on a rubber strap, and then we get it on the bracelet, like you know, last year or whatever it is. Um, I think that there's most likely a new Milgauss coming at some point, but more specific in anti-magnetic, like a truly anti-magnetic Milgauss, because right now the new, the the current one that they discontinued last year is is not right. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't see, suit the needs of, of today's modern resistance ratings for for magnetism, and I think the Milgauss is probably going to come. I'm not even going to try to speculate what it's going to look like. Some people want it to be like more, you know, all of the vintage one. I don't think Rolex is that creative. I I think they'll do something stupid like give us crown guards, and like call it a day. You know what I mean? And it it'll probably be like, oh, well, the Rolex Milgauss for the last, you know. Two decades, it's been in 40 millimeters. We're going to give it to you in 39. 
You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, gonna do the reverse, <laughs> the, the reverse explorer. You know what I mean? Like, it's like okay, it's slightly bigger. We're gonna give it to you slightly smaller, and that's what you get. Like I, I feel like it would be something silly like that. Uh, what about you? What do you think? You know, I'm kind of thinking along the same lines. I really don't have any specific predictions. Like maybe you get. I don't think it'll be like a Coke because you got the weird green no. GMT. You know, no. so I don't think you're gonna. I don't like think that, they're gonna but... bring anything like that because that's what everyone wants them to do. I don't think it's gonna happen. But um, I do think I think we're gonna see some brands go for it though. Like we were just talking about, some some brands got to pull out the stops, and it's it's gonna be now or never at this point with with the way things are going financially, globally, and everything. So yeah, I think we're gonna see some brands really shoot for the moon, which could be exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've definitely seen some really cool stuff thus far from the Zeniths, from the Tag Hoyers. So, I'm excited to see what comes out of Watches and Wonders uh, from everybody else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not really holding my breath though, as far as that goes. It's, I do. It's, I, it's again, weird, I do man. think Brightling's got to make some moves ASAP. I, yeah, man. I know they're struggling. I know it. <sighs> That Super Bowl watch, what are they doing? Dude, I don't know. A dated like it's a one one time thing. The Super Bowl, this Super Bowl happens once. It's not mm. it's not a Super Bowl themed watch. It is this Super Bowl themed watch. <laughs> yeah, they got Trevor Lawrence running around over there. That that kind of blew up in their face. He sucked this year. Um I don't really know what's what to do. Yeah. Bro, I don't know. Now, luckily for them, though, there's only 58 of those pieces, apparently. So it's, you know, whatever. But you think they'll unveil any uh, universal teasers, at least something, something, something? Oh, I don't know. Too early? I think it's too early because they said at minimum it's going to be 25, 26. Yeah. Maybe some uh, con- I, concept sketches? Something. Got to I mean, get the people. Got to get a little chubby. If it's going to take too long, man, it's going to fall back into people are just not going to care. Yeah, it's going to be irrelevant. It's gonna be irrelevant. I mean, that's just honestly what I believe. I mean, maybe I'm a maybe I'm an idiot, but it's just honestly what I what I think is gonna happen if they if they don't do something quick. Um, it's gonna become irrelevant. But you know what do I know? What do I know? It's it's interesting. I I you know we talked a little about this a little bit last year, but I just don't feel. I feel the in, the watch industry is in this. It's 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 in a weird funk, man. I like to think so, but I also I'm a cynic, so I always feel like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know. I just maybe I'm just jaded at this point. Maybe that's what it is. Could be, but it's just like it's it, it just feels like everything that's coming out is so uninspired that it's kind of like it's passe. It's washed up, you know. Like the the second 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 stuff. I mean, like. I like the idea of it, but at what point is the novelty dead? Well, and maybe if you just spread it out a little bit, you know? <laughs> I mean, but it's just like he went so, like, the first time it was so hard because it was just like, wow, the industry is so capable of changing and doing something cool and different and independent. Yeah, like when and he was then everyone's with, like um, Nevada and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and then everyone's like, ooh, this is a good idea. Let's just all copulate on this dude. So he's just been collecting checks from all these brands. I mean, I wouldn't stop either if it's you know the gravy train is running. But at the end of the day, it's like man, at some point, yeah, the the ideas is just they're dumb. Like I think the last second second that I thought was kind of cute was the the fifty phantoms. Oh you know? yeah, that was a neat one. Like that was uh, that was kind of funky. Yep. Yeah, for, it was Spinnaker. We was relatively inexpensive. You know, fifty phantoms for around halloween time like i thought that that was kind of yeah so kitschy. that it wound up you know it was kitschy am i gonna buy a watch with 50 ghosts on it no probably not but i mean that would be one of those things like yeah you know what screw it here's my credit card <laughs> you know what i mean like i could see that you know some of these other pieces i'm like man that's when do i wear this and i think i think that that's maybe part of this problem too it's like the it's almost like we've gotten to the point where like we're trying to buy watches for specific things. Yeah, that's a that's an issue. Where it's like, okay, this is gonna be my Halloween watch. This is gonna be my Mother's Day watch. This is gonna be my Valentine's Day 
watch. Oh, I don't have a Valentine. Well, this is going to be the my ex sucks watch. You know, <laughs> like yeah, we, people used to buy watches for. Okay, I'll buy a, a summer beater that I can wear in the water and kick the sh- the shit out of. Right, but at yeah, least that was but, productive. But you know, and back in the day too, it's like you just change the fuck, you just change the strap. Okay, you just <laughs> change the strap. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. I guess I'm going to wear my red NATO. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, it's October. I guess I'm going to put on my Brodinky collaboration with Strap Habit Pink. Real men wear pink rubber strap. Okay, that makes sense. Halloween, you wear an orange NATO. My God, it's a novel concept. But now we're buying like full-fledged watches and novelties and all these things for specific stuff. And it's like, why are we doing that? It's because these brands are pumping out stuff that is, in my opinion, creatively bankrupt. And we are too stupid not to buy it. It's almost like we're, we feel like we have to fit the watch to a specific cause or need as opposed to the brands making us need the watch, right? Remember right. when you felt like you saw a drop and you're like, I need this. Yeah. Right, Timex Q came out. Even the original time, everybody's like, "I the, need this." The, the, when the t- when right? the original Timex Casio, came out, I need this. That's what people it said. Was I need sold those out aren't even expensive for watches. Weeks for weeks, it was sold out for weeks. The original Timex Q. I remember right, when the Black Bay came. Got the, one. the Black Bay came out here. It was it was heat. I need this. Yeah. Right, yeah. man. Taking back to twenty twelve, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> The golden age, baby. The golden age. 2012. Burgundy Black Bays out here. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like I go to these brand websites and I'm just looking at them. It's like, this stuff is all boring. Boring, boring, boring. boring. Well, it's tough. You know what? You know what? It's become such a thing to bank on your heritage. So when you try to go forward, you get away from that, obviously, and it's yeah. oh well, you're not doing your thing. Yeah. But then if you do your old thing, you're not innovating, and it's it. They've really painted themselves into a corner in that regard. I agree. That's tough. One hundred percent agree. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see what uh, we'll see what comes down the pipe. I imagine it's going to be a lot of what we just discussed at Watches and Wonders and all the other watch shows that are coming up. But it'll be interesting to see what they do, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, they can change some stuff. Lastly, any Super Bowl prediction? Um, I really don't have a dog in this fight. I really don't care. Uh, like I said, I'm having to parties, but it's just more so to get my family together and eat some pizza. Yeah. Um. Sure. I would like to see the 49ers win, personally. But that's just because it's kind of the underdog. Yep. If Kansas City wins, and hey, man, they got like... I think they're actually... I think they are favored, but underdog in the sense that they they are not the juggernaut that KC has been. Yes. Again, this could could go one of two ways. It could be a great game to watch, or it's just going to be a Kansas City blowout from the very beginning. (laughs) And that's kind of what I don't want to happen. But we'll see, man. Mr. Purdy has been uh, pretty uh, crazy. He's gotten it done. He's gotten it done. But, He's gotten um, it done. So let's see if he can he can get it done. Yeah, I really just it, don't want. I really, I really just don't want T Swift to win. <laughs> she doesn't maybe, lose though. This chick does not lose. <laughs> I know. God, I just wish uh, she would go away. I hate that she's captured the hearts of like so many millions of people around the world it's like she's kind of strange it's a strange phenomenon to say the yeah, least dude it's to, it's totally manufactured it's totally manufactured like i'm sorry well that's why a lot of people think this whole nfl situation is yeah totally manufactured yeah i i guarantee you man it's gonna be the case like i want the 49ers to win but i guarantee you it's gonna be the kansas city travis kelsey taylor swift show like that's what the nfl wants because that's the viewership that they're after and then from here on out, it's going to be nothing but celebrity couples. And it- well, you get that, and then you get all the people that love to hate it as well. Yeah, that's they, the they're issue. Gonna, they're going to hate watch it. Yeah, because they. I remember if you go, if you ever, if you ever seen um, Howard Stern's bio movie, 
private parts. They say the average Stern listener listens for one hour a day. They say the average Stern hater listens for two hours a day. And both of them answered, we want to see what he'll say next. So the people who hate him listen for double the amount of time because they're like, I can't stand this guy. The same thing like the the people who are there's, there are people who got to tune in to be like oh my god look what they're doing yeah they're gonna hate watch it you know it's silly but here i am i will be contributing well, to the madness i was gonna say it's, it's not really any different i'm gonna be sitting up wa- waiting for stuff to come out of watches and wonders to make fun of so i guess it's not really uh gloves on both hands there <laughs> yeah yeah but watch it well we still have we still have time right we got a little while yeah yeah, yeah. Watches in is April, I thought, right? April. I don't know. It's usually, I think it's usually in March, but it might be April this year. Is this in Watches and Wonders? Uh, um, let me see here. Uh, I just keep yes. seeing a lot of buzz about it. April, so like, oh, April 9th to the 15th. And apparently on the 13th and the, through the 15th, it'll be the open to the public. But April 9th through the 15th. So we still got a whole month away. Yep. yep. Uh, two months away. But it's a good time because you get to see all the people that are going to dive bomb them and uh, try to release stuff beforehand to break the internet in advance so oh it's coming that'll be yeah, fun you, you that's can, always you good. can imagine it's coming for always sure a good time yeah so we'll see we'll see yep. it's coming yeah we'll see all right that aside i think we're done here sir i will uh catch you shortly folks yes, out sir. there you'd be good we'll see you next time on 112 uh good night folks good night later